Welcome to Recreation Radio. On this podcast, a pile of non-professional actors are recreating old radio plays from the 40s and before and sometimes after. Mistakes, bad line readings, strange audio noises, changing racist and sexist stereotypes. You can find it all here. This month's episode is a reading of The Witch's Tale and The Violin. Original air date, May 3rd, 1934. fascination of the eerie, weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the Witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. They are waiting, waiting for you now! (laughs) Meow. Oh, a hundred and eighty years old I be today, yes sir. (laughs) Uh, I mean, a hundred and eight years old. Satan. Me out. Don't you ever raise your voice to me like that again. I know how old I be. Satan, give the word to douse all lights and I'll send the yarn. Me out. That's it. Make it nice and dark. Sitting in the gloom is the way to hear our spooky tales. Now, draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep and soon you will see... A fine, noble mansion in New England as it was 200 years ago. Soon, in a room in that castle, you'll see a high-spirited woman with hard and selfish eyes, and you'll hear the story of the violin. <laughs> the violin. Meow! Come in, Sir Tarso. Oh, it's only you, Kate. Yes, my lady. I thought your knock was that of Tarso. Did you not deliver to him my message? Yes, my lady. He will be here presently. He takes his time. He seemed reluctant to accept your invitation. Reluctant? What manner of man is this British player of the violin who strives always to avoid me? Kate, am I growing so old and ugly this man should shun my presence? You are very beautiful, milady. Methinks Signor Tarso does not wish to be alone with you that much because he fears that beauty. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps he is one of those gentlemen with strict scruples who does not wish to forget that he is my husband's friend and guest. You have made other men forget such scruples, milady. <laughs> Well, why not when one is married to a fool who spends his days at the chase and his nights at the gaming tables? One must seek amusement. You know how often I find it. My lady's very clever, and my lord or husband very trusting. Stupid would be a better word, but never has he introduced such a man like this Brit to our house before. Is he not handsome, Kate? Signor Tarso is the very picture of good looks. And handsome men are rare, almost as rare as men with scruples. 
If it is a sense of honor that makes him so aloof, he must be taught, for it denies him much. <laughs> That's good, Tarso. It's fine. Yes, my lord. He's coming. I heard, and the idiot is bringing my husband with him. Ah, uh, here we are, Tarso. May we enter your nest, my little bird? <sighs> of course, my lord. Come in and welcome. Greetings, Nell, my sweet wife. Your serving wench said you had a wish to hear the music of a friend, Tarso. I have brought him here to you, to violin and all. It was good of you to accompany him, my lord. You are ever so busy with other interests. I did not include you in my invitation. I understand, my dear, but Tarso accused me of neglecting thee, so I am here at his insistence. <laughs> I see. Come in, friend Tarso. Don't linger in the hall. Thank you, my lord Gordon. Greetings, sir. My respects to you, my lady. I wish to hear the music of your violin. Will you play? It would be a privilege and pleasure. Mind you, make your music lively, Tarso. Give us none of your wishy-washy southern love songs. On the contrary, my lord. The romantic airs of his native land are what I wish to hear. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to listen then. Why? I'll not be offended if you return to your game. I fancy there is a game in progress below stairs. Aye, and for rousing stakes, it nearly broke my heart to leave. If you really do not mind, my dear. Lord, you will not leave us. Of course he will. But, but please. Sir, Tarso, you insisted my husband come hither with you because you think that he neglects me. That is not so. I like music. He likes cards. He likes many friends around him. And I prefer one. Must one of us mold our nature to the other? Truly said, sweet Nell. We, friend Tarso, are one wedded pair who understand one another, each serenely trusting in the other's love and virtue. <laughs> An exceptional couple, isn't that so, my dear? You are always right, my lord. <laughs> and I am lucky to have you for such a wife. Well, I leave you two now. Wait, I return to the tables with you. Sir. Why? It must be. It is not proper I remain with my lady while her husband is away. Nonsense, nonsense. That's some of your foreign ideas, my boy. You British may have a reason to distrust and guard your women, but not us New Englanders. Stay and regale her ears with sentimental music, Tarso. I return to my game. Won't you be seated, sir? I thank you. Not so far away from me. Here is a softer chair. I find this one uh, very comfortable. Then I shall move. Here, I will recline on this couch by your side. As my lady wish. You may go, Kate, and close the door. No, Signora, it is not right for you and me to be in here behind closed doors. You heard my husband's views. He has perfect trust in you and me. Go, Kate. Yes, my lady. <sighs> there. <laughs> Are you so filled with scruples because you do not trust yourself? I trust myself completely, Signora. You wish me to play for you? Yes. A love song. Very well. You leave my side? You will like the music better if it comes to you from a distance. Whence it comes from doesn't matter if you play your love song to me. I play a love song for you. You are very different from other men I have known, sir. I'm a simple gentleman, Signora. 
If I lack the graces of other men of your acquaintance, it is my misfortune. Yes, your misfortune. Oh, what a beautiful melody. Still, it is not as beautiful as the emotion it sings of. Do you agree, sir? I agree love is the most wonderful of all the gods' gifts to man. A man who brings such music from those strings must love the very name of love. I love the beautiful in love. Can there be aught in love but beauty? Yes, there can be baseness and dishonor. Baseness and dishonor are but words to deny the foolish happiness. Are you foolish, Tarso, or are you merely cautious? I don't understand. I mean, if you loved a lady, a married lady, let's say, would you not forget such childish things as scruples if you could enjoy her love in secret, secure from her husband's wrath? No, I could not. You have ceased playing. With your permission, I will rejoin your husband and your friends. So soon? If you permit, please. Tarso, am I unpleasing to your eyes? You are very beautiful. Then what manner of man are you who forever shuns my company? Senora, I beg your permission to leave. And I'll not give it to you. Then I must go without it. You do not dare. You force me to dare. Yes, you force me now to say that which will mean we will never meet again. Your husband, my friend, may be blind to your real nature, but to me it has been plain since first we met. What do you mean? That you are a bad woman. You dare! Do you not think I've sensed your practice of always trying to be alone with me? I am no conceited fool who thinks it is because you love me. You don't know the meaning of love. I were not here, you would seek some other man. I want not a cheap thing as you. I want not such a vile dishonour. That is all I have to say. That is all I have to say. I go, Signora. Oh, no. You don't go until I show you how I repay such insults. What do you tear your dress? To teach you the worth of that honor you just flung at my feet. Help, Gordon! Why do you cry out for your husband? So you can tell him your story and I can tell him mine. <laughs> Gordon! Gordon, gentlemen, help! Help me! Help! What is it? Why does my lady scream? Nell, what is it? What do you mean to do? You shall soon see. Help! Nell, what do we have here? Her gown. Tarso? Your friend attempted to dishonor me. No, no. Tarso? I swear no. He seized me in his arms. Do you see how he tore my dress? So that is how you repay my friendship. Senor, I beg you hear me. I hear not from you but a gasp of death. No, sheath your sword. I sheath it in your body. <gasps> your blade struck true. Our honor is avenged, my lord. You've killed me. I think was friend. Hi, I killed you for the dog ER. For your insult to an honest woman. But breath enough remains to curse you both. Oh dear God, wise as you are just, hear the grand prayer I send to you now. Though my body soon return to dust, let my soul 
my spirit still live on to punish those who kill me. Silence him! Pull forth your sword and plunge it in his chest again! Say, one cannot strike a man who prays to God. It would be a useless gesture, for a second thrust is not needed. So you fear my prayer? Listen what it is. You wished I played for you a love song. Well, I pray I will play a love song for you. Front beyond the grave. A song that will bring you to your death. To many deaths. Or you will live again in the descendants of your wicked blood. And to them also I will play a song of love. And death. And to them also. Stop him, Gordon! Be still! No. And for you, Lord Gordon, my friend only in name. I pray my music will bring your proud name to a dishonourable end, a dishonourable end such as you have brought to mine. That is my curse, my dying prayer. Dear God of justice, answer. What was that? A violin. No one stands near it. It seemed a finger plucked its string. Tarso, forgive. Withdraw your prayer. Curse. Tarso? He is dead. <laughs> and now, Satan, two centuries later, our tale of the violin goes on. <laughs> Meow. Good heavens, in this supposedly enlightened year of 1939, you can't possibly believe in that whole golden curse. It's perfectly ridiculous, Dr. Matthews. One cannot call something that has turned out consistently for 200 years ridiculous. Oh, I'll admit there's some odd chapters in my family history, but I don't believe anything supernatural was our cause. If that old curse really plagues the Gordons, why is it only isolated members of the family? And why should Frederick and I be afraid of it? Those portraits before you should answer. Hmm. You think Tarso's curse only strikes those who bear a strong resemblance to Lady Nell and her husband? That point has been well proven. Compare your grandmother's portrait with that of Lady Nell's portrait and that of her father with Lady Nell's husband. All four met violent and disgraceful deaths. As though in answer to the Brit's prayer... You and Dan are third cousins. He's the last of Lady Nell's line, and you are the last of Lord Gordon's. I'm certainly afraid for you both because you return to this castle tonight as a married pair. I see. Hated blood reunited and all that sort of thing. What a splendid reception you've proved to be for people on their honeymoon. We didn't expect you to approve of our elopement, but we never dream you'd try to frighten us away with this wild bogey tale when we told you about it. My dear children... I've been a second father to you. If you do not respect my fears, then please humor them. Perhaps the thing I fear only exists in this castle. Leave it now, tonight. Don't try to live in these walls where Tarso met his death. Oh, rot. Naturally, we're going to live here. It's our home and always has been. If any ghosts lurk about here, then I've never seen them, and neither has anybody else. Oh, forget it, Doctor. Let's go back to the drawing rooms and find ourselves a drink. Yes, come on. No, thank you. Since you won't listen to me, I'm going home. Good night. Well, he certainly made this a cheerful homecoming. (laughs) 
We expected such stogy old people as Dr. Matthews to hold up their hands in fear and horror when they learned about our marriage. Tradition is very dear to them, especially when it concerns the supernatural. The Gordon Curse. Bah, silly rot. Hmm. You really are like that old painting of Gordon, Fred. Hmm, and it's clear as day the two of you are related, Dan. Why, you both have the same chiseled jawline and piercing eyes. Had I met her all those years ago, I'd have gotten lost in those dimples just as I have yours. I wonder if there is such a thing as reincarnation. If it is true, then in our case we have a lot to make amends for. He was a stupid blighter, and she was... Well, one doesn't mention her salt in next company. And we're the last of their blood, reunited. <gasps> Frederick, is that one of the servants at the end of the hall there? I... I don't see. It's gone now. It must have been a shadow I saw moving there. Darling, you're not beginning to imagine things because of Dr. Matthew's warning, are you? No, no, of course not. Uh, let's get out of here. Wait, Frederick? What is it? Listen. To what? I don't hear anything. It seems I hear the music of a violin. I know I heard it, Frederick. No, no. You imagined it. That's what I thought. There's no one. But there was no one here that could be playing that instrument. You don't think I heard the violin of Tarso? Tarso's been dead for 200 years. Oh, I know. I'm a fool. This is the 20th century. I promise not to worry any more about his ghostly violin. All's well and good, sir. Suppose we should go back into the house now, eh? Oh, no. It's pretty out here in the garden. But would you fetch me a coat? Of course. And don't listen to any spooky music while I'm gone. (laughs) I won't. Hurry back, dear. I will. Frederick! Frederick, come back. I hear the music. Do you not care for music? Who are you? Why do you play that violin? I play a love song to you. A love song? To me? It is my answer to all of your questions, all of your fears, all of your doubts. Do you not find my love song beautiful? Very beautiful. Still, it is not as beautiful as the emotion that it sings of. Love is the most wonderful of God's gifts. And music will make you love the very name of love. I only love the beautiful in love. Can there be anything in love but beauty? Love can be baseness and dishonor. They are only words to deny the foolish happiness. I do not understand you. If you're heart was to love another man. Would you not forget such childish things as scruples and enjoy that love in secret? What what are you doing to me? You weave some spell over my brain. I am playing a love song to you, Lady Nell. Lady Nell? Dan? Oh, Dan? Dan. 
That's my name. Not Nell. But is it? Your husband, Lord Gordon, comes. Since you and I must love in secret, I will leave you now. Lord Gordon? Dandia! Remember, we must enjoy our love in secret. Or that was your way. Oh well. Dan! Oh, why won't you answer me? Dan! Here I am. Who were you talking to? No one. I thought I heard your voice and that of another man. There was no other man here. Dan, what's the matter with you? You seem dazed. Uh, I'm all right. You don't look it. Frederick. What? Can't you hear it this time? Hear what? The music of a love song. Played on a violin. Your husband has a lover? In the Lord's name, what has happened to you the past few months? Enough to convince a blinder fool than I. It began the night after we returned from our honeymoon. The night after you tried to frighten me with that old wives' tale of a curse. <laughs> I'm the only curse I'm afraid this is the one I'm married to. Dan and I were sitting in the garden when you made a flimsy excuse to get rid of me. When I came back, I heard voices, his and that of another man. But when I reached him, the man was gone, and he denied anyone had been there. This was my first inclination. A dozen times since, I've had similar experiences. And now he sneaks away from the castle for several hours at a time. He sneaks away to see his lover. I don't believe that, boy. Dan's not the sort, too. He is. You once made me try to believe that he, he was the reincarnation of Lady Nell. <laughs> Maybe you're right, for Dan has the same unfaithful nature. No matter what you suspect, you cannot be sure. I mean to be sure. Tonight, when he leaves the house, I mean to follow. Over these past three months, I've lived in hell. I'll follow him tonight, and if I find what I suspect, I mean to kill. Meow. Don't be a fool. Would you destroy yourself as well as him by wanton murder? The law won't hang such a man who's upholding the honor of his name. I will kill them both and go scot-free. Remember the history of Lord Gordon, who killed for the honor of his name. Remember the mistake he made and the punishment that followed. I'll make no mistake. Let me go. Frederick. Let me go, I say. Let me go. My boy. I have a pistol in my pocket. Tonight, I kill them both and go scot-free. Frederick. Palmer. Palmer. Yes, Dr. Matthews. What? What is wrong, sir? I want you to follow him at once. Don't let him out of your sight, and have the first constable you meet place him under arrest. Under arrest? Yes, yes, over having a pistol in his possession illegally. I'll take the full responsibility. Hurry, I must find Lord Dan and warn him. Yes, sir, very well, sir. God help them both. Nothing may save them now. One cannot fight the dead man's curse. You like the love song that I play for you, my lord? Your music has become the only thing I live for. Yet, how unhappy it has made me. Unhappy? Because I cannot hear it, except during the few moments I see you each night, alone here in the garden. Oh, you have me shamed. I love you with all my heart and soul, yet you've never even kissed me. Soon, 
I shall kiss you. Why should I beg you for love? Three short months ago, I adored the man I married. You had not met me three months ago. Yet it seemed I knew you a long, long time ago. Does it seem so? Yes. Who... What are you that has cast this spell upon me? There is something terrible, something unnatural about the way you rule my mind. Why don't you tell me who you are? So, we agree. I am a masquerader. Do you always wear that costume? Always masquerading? Soon, masquerade will end, senor. Soon, my violin will rest. And soon, you'll hold me in your arms. Hold me now. Give me just one single kiss to ease the ache that is in my heart. Would you want that kiss in secret? It's our only way. Now my arm is open for you. I will give you the kiss. What if someone is spying? You love me. And you must follow me. Like I once followed honour. Yes, I love you. Take me in your arms. Kiss me on the lips. The first kiss and the last. (gasps) Your lips are as cold as death. And my arms strong as the grave. (laughs) Frederick. I knew I'd find you with a man. Put down that gun. Don't try to leave his arms. You haven't had time. He's going to shoot. Let me go. The spirit has lived on to punish. I know you now. Your tarso. <gasps> Frederick. Frederick. Come on, Doctor. You found me too late. I've killed them both. <laughs> God forgive you. Yes, grab his pistol, Bill. You can have it now. <laughs> I knew you were after me with those policemen. Doctor, but you're too late. Arrest me if you will. A court will free me again. <laughs> the doc- the law doesn't punish men who kill for honor. Look at my husband, his guilt proven. He lies there with his lover as they fell. Frederick, you're mad. Only Dan is lying there. Where's this Dan you speak of? Why- why Tarso isn't there. I shot them both. They fell together. Only one man lies dead upon the ground. You've got to show a jury you found him with his lover. Oh, but I saw Tasso. I shot him. My pistol almost touched his body. It was impossible to miss. I saw him fall. I killed for my honor. If you can convince the court that that's your belief, they may send you to the madhouse instead of the gallows. Come along. The curse. The curse has reached its end. Dr. Matthews. Yes, Frederick. I... I, I I think I hear the music uh, of a violin. And that was the end of the violin, Satan, and of the violinist's curse. Meow. <laughs> when these folks come to see us next week for my birthday, we'll have another pretty little story to spin them. <laughs> Meow. In order of appearance, this episode's cast has been Sophie, Ari, Courtney, Jesse, Floyd, Nico, James, Beth, Tom, Danny, Sarah, Chase, 
DOS. All scripts are deemed public domain by way of copyright expiration. If you'd like to be a part of the team, find us on Instagram at Recreation Radio or email recreatingradio at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in to episode two. Join us next month for another thrilling adventure. Are you still here? Normally people press stop or turn it off by now, but you're still here. Are you looking for some sort of post-credits scene? Well, maybe I have something for you. Maybe I've left a compilation of extra meows that our black cat Satan recorded put to some fancy music. Aren't you happy you stayed now? Meow. That's right, black cat Satan. Here we go. Meow. 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 Meow.